0: Hey, welcome to ep 3 of the forgettable half hour I'm Jason Van Gendren and as always joined by my co-care I'm going to call you Megan is that cool yeah that's
1: cool.
0: I'm going to try and find a new thing every week how, how are you
1: I'm pretty bloody exhausted actually
0: how are you I thought you might be I haven't seen much of you today so I thought I better just ask I'm okay thank you I wanted to start by saying a huge heartfelt thank you to you guys, our listeners, because Megs, in just uh, two episodes, I haven't shared this number with you yet, but in just two episodes, we've managed to reach well over 13,000 forgiving ears already. What do you make of that? Yeah, that makes
1: me feel really (laughs) weird that anyone wants to listen to me, but um, at the same time, it's, um, it's really nice to know that we're not alone. There's obviously... Lots of people that are
0: doing, you know, the same sort of thing that what we're doing. So that's right. We're underlay. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I thought we we're going to get a couple of hundred, but you know, <laughs> thousands is amazing. Thank yeah. you. So um, it's fantastic to have you join us here. Of course, The Forgettable Half Hour is a podcast, especially for carers living with dementia within their families or your friends, um, which brings us nicely to this week's discussion topic for EP3, and it's going to be called Keeping Friendships Alive. And as is now customary, seeing as it's ep three and we've done it in all three eps, we're also going to be enjoying a glass of wine as we chat with you um, here from our home because this is a podcast all about having a wine and a whinge to decompress life as a dementia carer. Um, Megs, what is, in, what is going to go in the glass today? That sounded amazing. Whatever yeah, I'm
1: it was. Kind to give you chardonnay. I always <laughs> have to drink chardonnay, and I want to drink sauvignon blanc. So this is how oh, we meet in the middle. What are we having? Um, it's an Isabella Estate, ones one L, um, from Marlborough, and it's a pinot gris. A wow, 20. New
0: Zealand one. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Top me up. That looks really nice. Mm. There we go. Well, cheers to you. Cheers. Nice to see your face at the end of the yeah. day. Actually. Here we go. <laughs> Quick sip, and we'll get on with it. Ooh, that's really good. Yeah, that was a good compromise. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. So keeping friendships alive as our um, podcast topic this week, it sounds a little bit ominous, I know. Megs, do you want to um, perhaps open up on why we've decided to run with that particular chat for this episode?
1: Um, well, this weekend um, I haven't really seen that much of you. <laughs> um,
0: a rarity now. We're, yeah. we're sitting here at... What is it, quarter to nine at night?
1: Yeah. 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 Um, I was out a lot this weekend um, trying to socialise with the kids, mm-hmm. socialise with a lot of the kids' friends. Yeah. Um, Artie had a party and um, it was really beautiful weather and so we caught up with a bunch of people. So when I say we, you weren't actually involved in any of that. No. Um, you stayed at home pretty much most of the weekend um, and I – yeah, made sure that the kids were sort of getting their bit of a social fix and, mm. and seeing lots of their friends this weekend. So in that regard, um, I was keeping the, the kids' friends kids friendships alive. Yeah. Um, yeah, so as I mentioned, that didn't really involve you much um, and that reason was that... We sort of have to be home right around the clock at the moment with Omar, Mm. And um, we did try and go out for dinner last night as a family, just down to the local cafe that becomes a restaurant at night. (laughs) Um, Thank you, Stella, for an amazing meal. Sorry it was cut very short. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it stressed Omar out way too much by leaving the house at that time. Um, having a different meal, even though it's somewhere that she was very familiar with. Mm. Um, yeah, so all our intentions were to spend time as a family together to include Omar in that and, um, and, you know, see some people down at the cafe that we wanted to chat to. And yeah, it all kind of felt, felt a the shit. shit. <laughs>
0: Cheers <laughs> to that. It certainly did, in glorious style. But, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like what we're getting used to, I guess, as well, oh. that we're, we're used to the unpredictable nature of us trying to have catch-ups with friends and or do things. it being things.
1: like a, a singular thing, like, um, yeah, not so much. We're not so much doing it together mm. unless, um, you know, people are coming to us, which we love and we love entertaining and, and we do have people over a lot of the time. Um, but that's kind of the way that we have to. I guess, keep those friendships alive, for want of a better phrase.
0: I I think broadly speaking, trying to maintain friendships is difficult when you are caring for someone uh, in any capacity. And we can obviously only speak from our experience of of caring with someone with dementia. So that's uh, Oma, my 88-year-old mum, who lives with us with Alzheimer's and vascular dementia. We've also got uh, three, sometimes four kids Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the house. Uh, So things are busy, but... We're very acutely aware that friendships have changed since Oma's Cognitive capacity has has gradually declined. Not only her friend sets have changed, but our friend sets have changed and the way we interact with friends has changed. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are going to get that and understand that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: completely. I mean, um, the way that Oma tries to um, or we enable Oma to be able to keep friends active mm. is becoming even smaller and smaller as well. Um, You know, she can't use the phone.
0: Yeah. Um, which was different. one great way of keeping in touch with people when we couldn't see each other face-to-face because of yeah. COVID and whatnot. The phone used to be good, but she now finds the phone just impossible to use, yeah. not just from a memory perspective, but just
1: – It's just an alien. It's befuddling. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and can't relate
0: a voice on the phone to a person or a, an identity. Yeah. She's also got a hearing problem in one ear, so that's also an issue. She can't yeah.
1: hold the phone because they're those slimline, really slippery things these days. Yeah. yeah. Um, she also, we like, we can't take her on long drives to visit friends and things like that either. Mm. Like, it's hugely, um, tiring, distressing, not knowing where she is. Um, yeah. And, and we obviously try to make her as comfortable as we can. But, um, you sort of think, what are we, what are we doing this for when it just creates so much anxiety for her? Like, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but it's weird for us because we're also very acutely aware that Oma has got her friend circles or Mm. you know the people that she used to be quite well connected with in her neighborhood where she used to live before she moved in with us Mm. Um, we've obviously got extended friends outside of that we've got family friends we've got you know people that have known Omar for decades and I I think where this all came to a bit of a head for me personally was a couple of weeks ago uh, when Omar was in hospital I put a little message up on Facebook obviously a little video showing um, you know, or putting a, a news up to say that Oma had been in hospital. Mm. Um, and one of our close family friends reached out to me a couple of nights later, quite upset the fact that we hadn't made direct contact with them to let them know that Omer had been in hospital. And it really got me thinking about, well, how are we actually maintaining these relationships? Are we doing that the right way? Is there a right way? Yeah. Um, what, what time allows us to do what, you know? And that's where we started really talking about this because it, we didn't want to upset anyone by not reaching out directly to people to say, hey, you know, Oma's had a fall. But to be honest, with the amount of falls Oma has and the amount of medical episodes Mm. of some kind, I mean, that would be a full-time job almost, just keeping in touch with people and letting them know where she's at. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: So how did – like what what was your take on that when – did that kind of stir you a bit? Like did that kind of shock you and and Uh, make you think?
1: think, uh, I think it didn't surprise me and I think more so – I was just upset because they were upset because mm. um, we defended them. Yeah,
0: um, they're all good now, by the way. But it was just for that moment; yeah, it was yeah, a, yeah. just a, a weird situation. Yeah, I, I
1: mean, I always take that kind of like, "Oh gosh, I should have done better" kind of approach. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really have a lot of time to. <laughs> to Kind of worry about it. It's just an apology and sorry, I'll do better yeah. next
0: time, you know. I think that's the thing. We, we we kind of go from dealing with a situation to a situation mm. to a situation and all of our attention is mm. yeah, all of our attention's really absorbed in mm. managing that and then managing our direct yeah. household with our kids and our lives and our work and everything yeah. else we've got and, to do.
1: And like like
0: yeah, people
1: outside of that don't understand that constant on no. You know? Um, and we don't require them to because they, that, that's not how they're living their life. But
0: This is a different paradigm. Yeah, it is. In a way, yeah. strangely. So I guess the, the thing there is Oma is, I guess, as Oma's memory of her friends that she's connected to has slipped away. Uh, Like, literally, we could put someone on the phone to her that she's known Mm -hmm. for 30 years and she won't know who that person is. But we could also just put her in front of that person at the moment. She probably won't visually recognize who that person is, which, of course, is the the reality of of what we all know happens with dementia. But there is a reliance then on us to help maintain those contacts. Or is it? Like, that's the thing. I guess how much of our time and how much of our energy needs to be devoted to that and how much... Can we perhaps educate, you know, our friends or her friends about what's going on? Which is what we try to use social media for, but that's yeah, probably not it
1: ideal. Can, it can become quite impersonal. It can, yeah. in social media. Yeah, I, I think it's um, it's so delicate because everyone's going to react differently. Mm. Um, and like I said before, like when we do make an effort of um, extending uh, social circles with Omer it a lot of the time can actually be a lot more stressful than um what we were obviously intending for it to be. Just like the example on Saturday night when we tried to go down for dinner at our cafe that we go to every single morning for coffee. Yeah. And she was quite cranky with us. Mm. Um which we felt awful about and we created that and yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a nice scenario and it kind of made us realise like, are we doing this for the right like were we going out for dinner? To socialise, uh, to be as a family for the right reasons.
0: Yeah, you know? or was it a bit of escapism for us to try and get out of the house and really have dinner away? Was it really, or was it for us? her? You know, like yeah, I think that's it? a thing. Yeah, yeah. So i was going to point out to you, you would hear in the background every now and then this tick, 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 tick sound. That's actually um, our little. We've got a little analog Facebook counter that that tallies up followers on our Facebook page for Oma's Apple Source, which is where all our week, videos are. Right. And that thing is just going crazy at the moment. It's been going up about a 1,000 a day. So you're going to have to put up with that ticking in the background. Sorry, every now and then. Yeah, we have to put up with it too. <laughs> it is a noise that you do hear in the middle of the night. <laughs> I realise that. Um, okay, so we talked about the, the, the fact that it's, it's our job to kind of maintain contact with Omer's friends, and we get that. Um, and we're learning that process. And and any input and suggestions from you guys, obviously welcome. Mm. You might have lived and tried things that yeah, you can I'd share like with us as well. Yeah, I know
1: how other people deal with it. Mm. Um, because I don't think we give it enough time to be able to think about it. Because it kind of just, like you said before, everything just keeps going. You yeah. Know? We don't have a lot of breathing space. So there's a
0: number of ways. Then I guess that you know when we talk about keeping friendships alive, there's keeping Oma's friendships alive mm. in some way that mm-hmm. is meaningful, probably more to her friends or to us than mm. it is to Oma at the moment. Um, then there's obviously uh, our friends. So how yeah. how do we currently appear? to our friend sets you know i suppose we should have a bunch of our friends in here talking on this podcast Mm -hmm. about this that would have been lovely but yeah the reality is they see and hear less of us unintentionally yeah purely because time is is so pressed right now for us in the house yeah and i think your example you used right at the start there was amazing of you know in this particular weekend you needed to to let the kids socialise. So, mm. you know, we've got a two-year-old and a six-year-old that needed to get out the door and meet their friends and yeah. have a life away from just what was going on in this house. Yeah. So it's that right. was important for this weekend. That also gave you opportunity to chat to yeah. parents and whatnot. Yeah,
1: but didn't give you an opportunity no. to see anyone.
0: So for this particular weekend, I was kind of a little kind of hog-tied in the house or... You are a bit of a, a hermit. bit, bit of a hermit, bit of cabin fever. But it was okay because I know that that's not going to last forever and yeah. we, we bat that really well we, we give each other space and
1: we do think chances
0: to yeah yeah to, and I think you've got to make that intentional time to give space to each mm. other to have a bit of a break it's really important but back to our friends and how they how we must appear to them we're definitely less present we have less available time mm. to be with them yeah um, and
1: I, like I, I I get a bit of FOMO sometimes yeah I, I do get FOMO too I do get, I, I definitely have a fear too. of
0: missing out on what's going on in their worlds
1: yeah that's pretty real.
0: Yeah, um, because we aren't—we simply aren't able to be that present with them as we were maybe ten yeah. years ago, or five years and ago, even maybe two years ago. We don't honest. have the
1: luxury of being able to say, "Oh yeah, we'll go out tonight." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, oh yeah, we'll just drop everything and go out tonight. We don't. Yeah, we don't really have that luxury anymore. Well, let's look at a bit of the logistics. So, why why is this difficult for us? We particularly now we can't all leave the house together. So with Omar's um, unless they're for care. coffee at nine
1: o'clock. <laughs> yeah, unless
0: Oma's coming with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we can't all leave the house together. But mm. we can't, you know, again, logistically, that sometimes works and, and often doesn't work mm. anymore. Yeah. So Oma's most comfortable place is here at home. Yes. So the more things we do here, the better. So when we do get an invitation to go out somewhere, we know we can't all just go en masse, right? Yeah. That's not something yeah. we can do. Yeah. Someone needs to be here now to help manage the unexpected things that Oma's going to encounter between mealtimes, between activities, the things that we can't think of or can't plan for. Yeah. We also can't be too far away from home. Yeah. I think we had, we, we can probably both recall um, a beautiful baby shower of a friend of ours we, we attended in Sydney. Mm. And we were, you know, an hour and a half away. Mm. But then Oma's um, fall pendant went off. The alarm was triggered by yeah. a fall pendant, and right at that minute when that happened, and you started getting those phone calls coming in from the the, the monitoring people, mm. it, we might as well have been a week away. Like it yeah. just felt like nothing, you know, yeah. nothing was going to work. Whatever had happened, yeah. thankfully it was a, a false alarm.
1: Yeah,
0: nothing to worry about. It so, really but but having said that, we know that the further we go away, the more chance it seems that something like that usually happens because yeah, I think Oma picks up on the fact that yeah you know, we're not here, she, and she's she pacing gets, around. She gets
1: super anxious when very we're very anxious when we're not here, absolutely, yeah, she gets anxious us just saying that we're leaving, and the amount of <laughs> the amount of notes and door locking and
0: um, routine extra yeah, the stuff that we
1: but the, but but I mean the stuff that the trail that we leave behind if we have left her, yeah, like it's like notes and door locking and all sorts of things to say
0: we are not here, and it's layered, and, and I mean okay. that honestly apart from getting ourselves out of the house, that can add mm, half an hour mm. or 40 minutes to yeah. even just getting out.
1: Do you think it's hard getting outside, outside the house with a two-year-old?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like try an 88-year-old <laughs> called Oma. Um, oh, nice. So so uh, we can't leave the house altogether. We can't be far away from home. So, it's, mm. like, we generally don't like travelling more than about half hour away from home. Yeah. That's kind of too far for us at the moment. Yeah. We also have only small windows of time. We've yep. got to do things in between the things that Oma is going to need our help for for sure. Yep. So there's little windows of time yep. that we can sneak out sometimes. What else? We we um it, you mentioned that anxiety thing, like it definitely it causes anxiety in her when she knows that we're going out. Yeah, like horrible it, anxiety. It
1: causes it in us. And it as causes well. it in us. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. So it's double edged sword.
1: But at the same time I mean to to keep our well-being intact. Um socializing with friends and having that space um, Is still so so important for our well being to main, to maintain us as sane. You have as, to have it. You have well.
0: absolutely have to have um, it. You have to find ways, and we'll talk about that in a sec because I, I, I do want to swing this around so that there's some ideas we can discuss about things we've tried or things that you know mm-hmm. maybe worthwhile discussing in greater detail. Some of the fallouts I think we've had from um, being more distant from our friend sets uh, because we're less available or less present. We. You talked about FOMO before, fear of missing out. We get less invites. We know that. We, mm-hmm. we get less invitations. You know, we've got friends that we might have had lunch or dinner with every other month. Yeah. Now we might hear from them, you know, we might get that invite once every six months or yeah. maybe once a year. So yeah. that's – but that's natural. We understand that. We get the fact yeah. that we're hard to get. Yeah. As in it's hard to get a surprise away from home and come over. Yeah. Um, but those – because you get less invites, you feel a little bit less loved. Yeah. And, and, again, this is absolutely not being critical of our friends because no, we've got no, the no. most gorgeous, gorgeous friends in the Super world. Super supportive. Beautiful Very friends. supportive friends. But it is, it's is—it's funny when we start thinking about, oh, yeah, such and such. Oh, we haven't been there for over a year. Mm. And then all of a sudden all these names start rattling off in a list of, wow, we really haven't been invited to any of those friends' places for a year, you know. And, and I guess that's the reality is you do feel more distant from your friends in that sense, even if they only live around the corner. Yeah. It's just that physical inability to, to catch up. I think the other thing too is friends probably stop asking because it's difficult because they know we've either got to come back with an excuse yeah, or cause a, they don't or want to they, they, they don't, don't want to put us out
1: no and they don't want to um, make us feel bad like we have to say no
0: but, no yeah Let, let's then bring it around to what works for us what what are some of the things that that do allow us to to keep in contact with our friends uh,
1: Mr and Mrs Quinn my beautiful mom oh. and dad.
0: They are, they are absolutely <laughs> top of the list. If we did not have your parents, yeah. uh, beautiful souls made of gold, if we did not have them on the phone and on tap yeah. at any odd moment to come yeah. and help, we would not be able to do this. No,
1: absolutely not. No.
0: So having someone in your friend or your family set that's got your back yeah. when chips are down and when shits hit the fan, pardon yeah. the phrase, that's you know this would be impossible to do without them. Mm. So yeah, and Julian Patrick. Well, Annie, gold. but
1: even like Mum and Dad live an hour and a half away
0: too. Mm. So that's um, that's
1: a huge commitment on their part, and they do it selflessly, and it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, and they do get to catch up with the grandkids. Well, they love the grandkids. Them. That's famous. I think that's probably why they're coming. I think that's. <laughs> So um, uh, the other thing that, that I would say would really work for us, apart from get your own Julie and Patrick to come yeah. and uh, Yeah, no, they're you. mine. Stay away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't ever go and head out <laughs> there. Get-togethers at, at home Yeah, is probably a really good option for us. That's something that we've been big on. Yeah. So rather than us not being able to go out and visit people in their place, which we would love to do, we'd love nothing more than yeah. to escape this house yeah. and go and spend time at a friend's house, but we can't. So having those get-togethers here here yeah is really important and often and often
1: yeah 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 and i mean in australia we we say bring a plate mm. and that means bring a bowl of something a that's plate full. with something on it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and you know whenever people pop in they just they just do it anyway. Yeah, I mean,
0: you love cooking, Matt. Yeah. You love cooking I'm and entertaining. I've
1: really gotten over. And
0: you, <laughs> yeah, you really, you never wanted anyone to bring anything. You just want to cook yeah. and impress. And but have now un- have un- you <laughs> are just like, look, to be honest, I want to, I'd want i love to see you. But, hey, if you can bring yeah, a main it course or a, a dessert, I will my, love you even more.
1: My mission in 2021 is if anyone is offering help, I'm just taking Going it. take it, which yeah. is great. I mean, that's, you know, it. It. we just,
0: we realized we, realize we it? need it.
1: <laughs> we had Jen and guys around the other weekend and, um, and I just said, Well honestly, we're just having sausages on a roll.
0: I yeah. Just we're not even putting you. butter on it. It's- and
1: Jen was like, Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> just just tell me when <laughs>
0: So definitely those catch-ups at our house um, are, are something that we cherish and that's something that I'd suggest for you guys. You know, Invite people to come to your place and it doesn't mean making more work for you. No, Ask them if Stipulate they not
1: Stipulate the bring on a plate.
0: Or bring. if people have offered to bring something, a meal, for instance, mm. go with it. Just yeah. go with it and enjoy it and, and have a, a meal from their house but at your house, okay? Yeah. What really works for us too is to, to make sure that our friends understand that they need to be flexible with us as well because things change with Omar on an evolving well, basis no, but
1: while they're here too, things while change they're here, <laughs> things change yeah she
0: yeah. could have a fall or a trip or a, a sundowner episode or, or she's
1: you know ringing the ringing the buzzer 16 times and it yeah. means we actually don't get to spend as much time quality time with the people that we've invited over yeah um yeah it's having that um that flexibility even while you're here and yeah, we've true. always found that i mean we have gorgeous friends we've always found that They're so forgiving in that scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think the other thing that probably really works too, just the simple contact, like just a, a, you know, phone calls aren't always great because we we rarely can answer them when they ring. Well, I don't ever ring. I don't ever answer phone calls. Everyone knows that. All my friends know that. Horrible on the phone. But a check-in text, you know, just a little message, a one-liner, nothing big, just a one-liner say, hey, thinking of you, or hey, how's it going? You know, something that you don't even necessarily have to reply to, but just their name popping up in your text mm. feed just gives you a little sparkle inside. It does. Makes yeah. you feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah. How I about
1: those that? flowers I got from
0: uh, Africa? I know, day. you got sent flowers from Africa the other day mm-hmm. from a friend that's doing beautiful work over there, yeah. which is pretty amazing too. Yeah. Beautiful surprises, they're always good. Little gifts, yeah. little, uh, uh, you know, we're not saying quick friends send us <laughs> gifts. Uh, <laughs> no, that was a great no. example, someone no, did something unexpected. Just,
1: yeah, completely unexpected yeah. and completely Melted both of us, didn't it?
0: It did, totally. Mm. So, as a carer, then I think it's really important for us to be open and upfront with both our friends and our family about our situation. And yeah. you guys need to be, you know, you listening, you need to be open and honest about your situation, what you can and can't do. So there's reasonable expectations of yeah. that contact and how that friendship's going to work. One. That's a huge one. Yeah. yeah. And, and same for your cared one, too. Like yeah. the the one that's, that you're trying to manage their friend or their connections. Do the yeah. same for them. Yeah. And then I think it's accepting
1: help. Like it's taken me years, like years to actually get to where I am this year to mm. accept help. It has.
0: It has. But, mm. I, you know, from as you're, um, as your husband, it's really nice to see you accept that.
1: And relax a bit. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, we got over that. We got over ourselves and mm. we've just enjoyed the benefits of just being a little bit more relaxed about yeah. that, which is nice, yeah. which is really good. Yeah. All right. There was a, a hell of a lot covered just then. However, it is time for us to call an end to episode three. We hope you enjoyed keeping friendships alive. Um, what works for you? Have you got any tips or any thoughts that you'd like to share with us? Make sure you jump across to our Facebook page at Oma's Applesauce uh, and drop a comment on the podcast post announcement for EP3. Oh, that came out a bit weird, didn't it? The podcast post announcement for EP3. (laughs) We'd love to um, read your take on on this subject matter as well. One last thing. If you are connecting to other dementia carers in your life, please obviously feel free to share this podcast with them. Um, Or maybe you as a carer yourself want to share this on your page so your extended friends and family also understand maybe what you're going through and get a bit of a perspective on that. Um, either way, sharing on Facebook obviously helps us find more carers, more people that we can help with these podcasts as well. So huge appreciation if you do share this um, and any support you can give us on the way is magic. Megs, any final words from you? No, that was really long. I know, I just spoke forever, didn't I? I'm sorry. (laughs) So until next week, you've been listening to Megan Van Gendren and myself, Jason. And whilst you're busy sharing love and kindness on your cared one, please don't forget to be kind to yourself as well. The Forgettable Half Hour celebrates the hard yards of being a carer. Please don't forget it. Bye for now.